All right. Once again, we are live. Coming at you live from the city of refuge. I should have been in radio. I've had people tell me on the phone, you have a really nice voice. <laughs> you should see me now. Typical DJ right there. And then you see it and you're like, whoa, that's not the same. <clears throat> you know, uh, tonight I, w- I want to talk about what uh, we're going to, a little bit about what we're going to be talking about at camp. Uh, <clears throat> and it's actually, I was looking back at my notes, I, I, I try to date everything and I don't see dates on this, so I can't remember exactly how long ago all this was. Yeah, not one date on any of this. But uh, <clears throat> since then I've been dating everything that way. When I look back, I can tell you, hey, it's been about a year, it's been two years. But uh, something that, just a little background, uh, me and Shanna, and I don't, I don't even remember if this was before kids or when, right after Sophie was born, but <clears throat> we talked about, you know, what, what is it that... Uh, what is it that our kids need, you know, as we're bringing them up, as we're raising them, you know, what, what, and so we started talking about how, what we remember from our life, what do we struggle with, you know, so we kind of was, were bouncing ideas back and forth and on what we struggled with, and what we came up with was, uh, was security, identity, and peer pressure, and so I call it SIP, and I've been wanting to write a curriculum for, for, uh, uh, about that, teaching about security, about identity, and I actually have I have stuff on identity and <clears throat> just a bunch of God really showed showed me a lot of stuff. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, so what we uh, what we what we discovered was when we were when we were growing up, you know, I I wasn't I wasn't brought up in, in church, so I didn't have the security of knowing God loves me and knowing that God was my every was my everything and wanted to be my everything that God and there there's so much that we cannot we cannot even begin to comprehend everything that God has for us identity I sure didn't know who I was you know uh I I I could go on about that and then peer pressure I wanted to take that and say peer pressure when you hear that what do you normally think huh what's that Oh, drugs. Okay, something bad. My hearing's not very good. Uh, The connotation is it's something bad. The peer pressure is, as my friend, I I pressure her into doing something bad or or wrong. And so I wanted to to take that and flip it and say peer pressure doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can be something positive. That We should live our lives as such that we influence our peers and that that pressure is a positive thing. So... When we were, uh, when we got together to talk about camp and, and what we were going to bring, I, I brought I brought this up, and, and so uh, uh, Kyla and Thomas were like, "Yeah, we we got to discover a little bit more." But uh, something that um that I heard uh, from from Dan McCallum, he's saying uh, our default, our default. If we could change one thing about how we uh, receive things, it's it's our default. It could be God. But it's probably me. It, it, it's, it could be God, but it's probably me. Meaning, like when you you know you're, in, you're minding your own business in the store or whatever, and and you hear that little small voice, oh, that could be God. That's ah, probably just me. He uh, God wouldn't ask me to do something like that for a stranger. I, I might they might they might turn around and get mad at me, or they might you know whatever it is. So we we tend to have our default at it could be God, but it's probably me. 
So his thing was, if we could change that, uh, it's probably God, but it could be me. He said that one little change will allow us to, to experience the supernatural in a way that we have been missing because of our, yeah, it could be God, but it's probably me. And so um, as I was uh, uh, sharing with Kyla about what, what I would, uh, just, just what God had really been showing me, and this, is, this has been something years back that we, me and Shanna started, but uh, she, uh, she, I, I, was, I was wanting to, how can we teach and show the kids to learn to, not just learn to listen to God's voice, but to actually know if it is God's voice. And she said, God, is that you? I don't even remember how it came about, but she said, God, is that you? And I said, oh, that's, that's a perfect uh, a title for, for, for this. And so what we're going to do, the very first teaching, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this to the, to the kiddos. You know, and so I'm going to ask them, you know, have you ever had a thought or you ever heard, you know, just something and just kind of seemed off and you weren't, you weren't really sure you know, uh, or just something weird, you know, because uh, God, the way he does things. And so, uh, you know, maybe I'd try to share with them. Maybe you had the thought, you know, maybe, you know, is God, is that you? You know, and then we dismiss it and think it's probably just me. So uh, what I, what I want to talk to you guys tonight, what 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 really stunned me and in, in, when me and Shannon were preparing the, the SIP, you know, I was, I was, God was really working on me. Oh, we can, we need to teach our kids about security, identity, peer pressure. And we were just really just, we felt this was God moving us in direction. And so my, the first, the first teaching I had was train up a child in the way he should go. Teach, teaching about security, identity, peer pressure. And what I discovered when, when I was doing this is that the reason we aren't training up our children in the way they should go is because we as adults, have not figured out our security. We don't know who we are. We don't have the identity. And we, we, sh- we certainly don't look at peer, at peer pressure as something that, that's a, a positive thing. So I began working on train up a child in the way he should go, and God began showing me that the adults need this. Because as we learn this, then we can pass that on to our children, and, and then our children can be trained up in the way that they should go. And what does the word say? That when they are, they may not depart. <clears throat> so they cannot depart from something that they never knew. So we, so God really began to show us that this is something we need to work on. And this church has, has been really since before I got here. I can remember uh, I, I was I was learning what you guys were with changes at Hill. Uh, Steve and, and Jimmy would they uh, for the second home they they were bringing in that they brought in that book. So I was learning about that. And I'll never forget that that, that book really, really, uh, really changed, uh, impacted my life. And uh, so, and I, I didn't know y'all were going through that as, as, we, as, as we were in there. And, um, you know, a lot of times we think, you know, is anything getting through? You know, are, my, are, my, are the kids in here? They are? Okay. Be sure, careful what I say. Uh, you know, sometimes I wonder, <laughs> is anything getting through to them? You know, and... Uh, I, 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 my, my desk looks kind of like this. I leave my notes on there. And so, uh, the kiddos get over there sometimes and, um, they only, they will only do what, what you do, whether you are teaching them directly, you need to do this or they're watching you more is caught than, than taught. And so, um, the other day I'm, I'm looking on there and I don't know if you can see that, but that's a heart. 
And it says, always remember God. And there's another little heart in there, and it's signed Max. And so how, how, how did he know to do this? I haven't sat down to teach our kids that, hey, you guys need to write, note, write notes to us because we, we love getting notes. But what we do, or what I do, I know, and, and Shanna, I think, she, yeah, she says so-so. She says but I, I try to, to leave notes to them. I leave notes to Shanna, and I try to leave notes to the kiddos. And so more is caught than is taught. And so they are, um, they are learning stuff whether we are trying to teach them or not. And so it is very important that we as adults realize and know and understand and believe and teach security. What, and what, you know, so that, that, that brought a question to me, security. What is a safe place for a child? You know, the, the home is. You know, there are children whose safe place is anything but safe. But that's what they know is safe. And so their security is they learn don't get, in, don't get involved. If I stay out of the argument, if I stay out of the fighting, it won't come back on me. Or if I can hide long enough for whatever it is that's going on to pass, I can escape that beating, whatever it is. So their safe place is really not safe at all. How, how do you think they learn security? They, they, they really don't. Identity. They definitely don't know who they are. And so, um, what, what, uh, anyways, getting, getting back to this, I'm, I'm, part, I'm not going to go that in-depth for our, for our kiddos because we're going to have, what, 7 to 12, I think, 7 to 12 years old. And then we're going to break off and have the little kids and then the older kids so we can kind of you know, uh, discuss with them what, what, we're, what, we're, uh, what we're trying to teach them. And so the, 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 the first thing is that I'm going to have for them is how can you know when God is talking to you? You know, uh, I, I, you hear that a lot. You know, God doesn't talk to me or I don't, I don't hear his voice. And um, I'm going to uh, well, let's go to John 10:27. It's a very short scripture, but it's, it's, it assures us that we can know. John 10:27, And it says uh, it's talking and the, the heading above verse 22 says the shepherd knows his sheep. And on verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. That means that those belong to Jesus hear his voice. A friend of mine said he had a really good illustration for his daughter, which is she's about 12, I think, or so. And she was asking, how can I know if God's talking to me? And so I don't know if it was his wife or him, but said, okay, say, say he, he, told, he told his daughter, say you went blind. And so you had to realize, if someone were to, other than me were to say, hey, my, I'm, I'm your dad. You need to come follow me. Would you follow him? She said, no. And he said, why would you not follow him? Well, because that, it, that it's not my dad. Well, how do you know that it's not your dad? Well, because I know his voice. He goes, exactly. We know God's voice. And, and, and I began to think, you, they know it through relationship. You, you, have to, you have to have a relationship first and foremost. Second, you have to spend time with them. And we spend time with, with the Lord. There's many ways. You know, uh, you can be in your car worshiping. You can, but the best way, and, and to me, what I've discovered is his word. His word reveals his will, reveals his heart. It, his word interprets the word. When you're stuck on a, on a, on a scripture, go to, go, go to other scripture because his word will interpret his own word. 
And uh, that's exactly what that movie, The Two Witnesses, does. That's what he did on that on that video. He basically took some scriptures that people have been trying to say, well, the two witnesses are this, the two witnesses. And he said, well, let's just go to scripture. What does scripture say? So, so we have to know the word. And so my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So we, we can know that God is talking to us when we, when we have spent time with God, when we have developed a relationship with God, when we spend time in his word, when we have made an effort to truly have a relationship with the Lord, we can know his voice. So for those of us who say, you know, God, either God doesn't speak to me or I don't hear when God, you know, God doesn't speak to me. I, I, I've heard that a lot. God does speak to us. We, we just have not learned to discern his voice. Or maybe we've just, we just, oh, you know what, that could be God, but it's probably me. You know, so we have been dismissing what God is what God is speaking to us because we think it's just me. And so I want to I want to first of all show them that, you know, that you can know that God is talking to you. Uh, The second thing, God will use his word to reveal his will. He will use his word to interpret his word. God will use his word to speak to you. So what does that tell us? We need to read. We need to memorize. We need to use God's word. In our everyday living. And if, if you think about that, you might think, well, how do I use God's word in my everyday life? Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to read it. I'll, I'll never forget, uh, I've read the Bible uh, in my early Christian walk. I, I read it from, from, from front to back. I used to do the Bible in a year, every year. And then in between all that, I would, I would, I would I'm going to read the New Testament while I'm doing that, or I'm going to read the, the Psalms. So I got very familiar with the word, and I can remember one time in my uh, devotions doing the, the Our Daily Bread, and, and the, the reading for the day was a couple of chapters in the Old Testament and, and then a, a couple of verses in the New Testament. Reading, and then I, you know, closing it, and then going, I don't, even, I don't even know what I just read. I have no idea what I just read. If someone were to say, hey, your life depends on, on you telling me what you just read, I, I would have lost my life. But I, I remember thinking, what? Why am I doing? Why? You know, what? What is? Why? Why can't I retain that? Why can't I remember what I'm reading? But I, I continued doing that, and I'll never forget encountering situations or coming up with uh, in, in situations where God would bring to remembrance His Word, and so now, oh, I remember that, and then so put it into action. Wow, it really works. You know, His Word works. You know, to me, one of the clearest examples of uh, of his word working, uh, I'll never forget, I was uh, I was walking with, uh, it was me and a brother in Christ and another brother in Christ. This brother in Christ was telling me in Spanish that someone in front of us had the spirit of uh, pride. He was telling me in, in Spanish... Uh, I, I, knowing this brother, he wasn't he wasn't being gossipy or, or trying to say, hey, you know, pointing fingers. He was saying, I recognize that spirit. That's a spirit of pride. And uh, so I'm, a, I'm I didn't say anything. I just kind of agreed. And this brother's walking, going, yeah, yeah. Well, this brother went and told that brother that I said he's prideful. And I'll never forget, man, that that I, I was like, I noticed there was something going on. I was like, man, this guy, he's something going on. So I said, hey, did I do something to offend you? I, yeah, you did. And so, boy, he just let me have it. And, blah, blah. and so I'll never forget, I went, I went, to, uh, went to my bunk that night, and uh, I, I literally cried out to God and said, God, I need a word. Because what I'm feeling, this, and this is what I was feeling. Well, if it's going to be like that, I'll just cut him off. Because that's the way I do things. That's where I used to do things. I'm just going to cut him off. I don't got nothing for him. And I remember crying out for, 
to God. I need a word, Lord. I just, I need, I need, I need direction. And I remember just not audible, but in my heart, love, uh, love keeps record of no wrongs. I remember that. And with that, that small part of scripture, I knew what God was saying to me. You will forgive him and you will act as if nothing ever happened. I was like, what? No, no, no. And, um, God, I remember I shared with Shannon one time. I said, God showed me that's how you used to do things. Now this is how you do things. And so he showed me what I used to do in, in the, as before a Christian and showed me what I need to do now. And so the issue and the, 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 of whether I was in the wrong, that wasn't even anywhere on the table. That, that was probably like under here. Whether I was right or whether I was wrong, what was up here is that some, there was a, there was a rift in our relationship, and God told me that I need to go and ask Him for forgiveness for what I did. So I did that, and our relationship actually got better. Rather than cutting them off and not having nothing to do with them, I, I humbled myself and said, "Okay, Lord, I'll, I'll do that." And so I apologized to Him. I asked this for, for His forgiveness. And he said, yeah, I'll forgive you, brother. And we, you know, that was God's word in action. That reading it, I, 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 don't, I couldn't tell you when I actually had read that in, uh, uh, what is that? That's First uh, Corinthians 13. I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you and say, oh, I remember I read that on April 2nd, uh, 2000. I don't remember when I read that. But God assures us that he will bring to remembrance the things that we need at the time that we need them. And the only way he can bring something to remembrance is if we have taken the time to, to read it. He can't bring to remembrance what's not there. And so that was a, a very real example of, of God showing me that what you're doing is not in vain. You are, you are, uh, you, it, it's, it's life. Uh, his word is life to us. His word, I, I believe that with all my heart that, that it's, it's what we need. And so, you know, his word is, is really the key to, to our relationship with him, you know. And so I, I'm, with the kiddos, you know, like I said, I'm not going to get that in depth, but I'm going to ask them who can quote a portion of scripture. Or, you know, hey, who has something memorized? You know, I, I know that they have things memorized because they're in a wanna. But uh, and so the third thing that um, I'm going to bring is whose voice are you listening to? And and the reason I'm bringing this is because we need this as much as the kids need it. Because how can we teach our kids if we if we don't if we don't have it? You know, if we don't we don't have it, we don't know. There's no way we can teach our kids the right way, the way they should go. And so, whose voice are you listening to? We have a, a, one of the voices we have is, is our own thoughts, our own voice. It's what's known as as a self-talk. I don't know if you ever heard of that. We need to change our self-talk. You need to change, you know, the power of positive thinking, all that, you know, yeah, that, that's uh, whatever. But in reality, we have, uh, we have developed and we have learned uh, a self-talk within our own mind. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't even realize that that's our own voice. And, and we like to blame the devil for everything. But uh, sometimes it's our own voice. And so our own thoughts or our voice, which is known as self-talk, we also, uh, number two, we have the enemy's voice or the devil. We have a very real enemy whose sole aim is to steal, kill, and destroy, period. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. He often speaks truth laced with lies. And that's how he, he gets you trapped is that he'll, he'll give you the truth, 
and then he'll lay the lie on you. And, and you know, the lie by itself is not going to do anything. You know, he told, he, you know, Adam and Eve, we know the story that he said, you will not surely die. Had he stopped right there, they could, they could have countered with, yes, God said that we will surely die. He, he assured us. So what, what the devil did was, you will not surely die. For God knows in the day that you eat of that apple, you're going to be like him, knowing good and evil. And, and, and so he had to, he had to, he had to lace a little bit. And, you know, if you really think about it, the, the lie was you will, you will not surely die. Okay. It was obvious. God said, if you do this, you're going to die. The, the, the lace was truth. If you read later on in Genesis, it said, then the eyes of, of both of them were open. And they knew, they, and they, they uh, knew good and evil. And then God is, is, is talking within the, 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 the Trinity. Now the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now we need to keep him from the tree of life, lest he, you know, reach out. And, uh, you know, that was actually an act of uh, mercy for him to do that, because had they partaken of the, of the tree of life in that condition, I don't, I don't think I'd want to be in a fallen state for, for eternity. So the, the second voice that we, we often hear is the enemy. You know, and the third, you ha- we have we have God's voice. So if you think about that, okay, if we change our default, it, it, it's probably God, but it could be me. You know, and I, I want to use what 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 Kaya said. You know, that God is that you? If we could start doing that, whenever whenever we hear something, whenever, you know, uh, I, I've often shared that that I, I've received words where just I mean I'm I'm just minding my own business. I'm not even trying to be spiritual. I'm not even trying to to, to focus on God and just. Boom! It's like, whoa! Where did that come from? Just uh, I'll, I'll never forget driving the loop and the cattle on a thousand hills. I'm like, oh, where did that come from? I knew it was in scripture, but I, I didn't know what exactly. And so, when that happens, you go look for it. Go look for it. The cattle on a thousand hills. So I began to look at it. I began to look at it, and God, God was uh, showing me that that uh, every, everything belongs to Him. And that's just an example. But that's how um, a lot of times that's how God uh, does does with me. Is it'll just bam. And when we were doing the the conquer series, uh, it was talking about our limbic system. That that's the inner that that's the inner being of who we are. That's probably I would say our real self. And uh, as as I was uh, me and Larry were talking one time, and he goes, you know that that when that, that the cattle on a thousand hills, that was God's word, and it immediately hit my limbic system. It was like it's just like bam. Me and Shannon were talking one time, and and she got something. She was like, this is. This may sound crazy, but so she proceeded to tell me what she thought might sound crazy. And I was like, I think you need to call Larry and tell him about that. I think there's something there. And there was. It was God that had put that in there. But she said the same thing. She said it was just like, bam. It was just, I mean, one minute it's not there and the next minute it is. And here, here's the, the thing with God. that He will do that when he wants to. You know, we, we can try to bring it about and we can try to, you know, you know, I, I want revelation or whatever, but he is going to do it in the, oh, yeah, and in 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 a lot of times, in times, we're not looking for it, you know. Like I said, I'm, there, there's, in, uh, on, on the driving the loop has, has been a lot of times when God has given me stuff, just driving, you know, just, and, but I've, and, and here, here's, uh, I, I believe here's why God has, has done that. Most, most of the time, I'll have the radio off. In, in my in my work truck, I spend a lot of time in my work truck. So most of the time, I have the radio off, because, just because you know that, that's just me. But uh, and and I I believe with that I can I, my thoughts can go my thought you know whatever and it allows God's voice or God's word to get into me because if I'm if I'm if you know you can it, 
secular music, Christian music, you know, if you, you can be listening to Christian music and really get into it and miss what God's really trying to tell you, you know, because you're so worried about that song. But um, anyway, so I believe that God will do that when we, uh, for the reason of wanting to have a closer relationship, and we, we, something as simple as I just turn the radio off. There's nothing spiritual about that. But God will use that, you know, and, it, and it's not it's not something Well, I have to have the radio off for at least four hours of my eight hours. It's not like that. It's just I, I, if I, sometimes if I can't find a song or there's no good song, I'll just I'll turn I'll turn the, the radio. off. But I've made it a habit to just. And and also, like a lot of times, it's, it's if it's not a song that I even know, I just I'll just turn it off. You know, but uh, so whose voice are you listening to? You know, uh. That's a good word for us here because we need to be hearing God in this time, you know, not just in this time. We've all, we always need to hear God, but um, we are in a time, I believe, that we really need to hear God. We need, we need to know what God is saying. We need to hear what God is saying. And most importantly, we need to act upon what God is saying. So Knowing when God speaks and acting upon what He says in obedience will result will will result in what what we need now. And what I'm going to tell the kiddos, I'm going to say, it's going to result in what you need now and what you will need for the rest of your time on earth. Not just as kids, but as adults. You know, and it is it is what it, it's what our focus is going to be uh, of camp. We're going to we're going to be talking about security, identity, and, and peer pressure. Knowing when God speaks and acting on what He says in obedience results in security. When, when, when you live God's word come into life and after you put it into action and you're like, oh, wow, God just did what he said he would in his word. What does that do for you? What's that? It builds your faith. What is that? And that also it gives you, you, you know that you can trust him. Your security becomes in Christ. Your security becomes in, you know what, this makes no sense, Lord, but... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you that this is what you're telling me. God himself becomes our safe place, our refuge, our rock, our everything. So think about that. The kid who, who's, who's safe place at his house is, is, uh, is, is no place for a kid to live. God can become his, his safe place. You know, and that's what we've heard about the secret place that, that Larry has talked about. It, that there's a place in God. Not only that it's there, but that he invites us, that he wants us to be there. And so God himself becomes our safe place. This in turn will give us our identity in Christ. Our identity in Christ is not who we think we are. Our identity in Christ is not who we think we are. Our identity in Christ is who God has called us to be from eternity past to eternity future. It's already settled, you know. And uh, one of the teachings I have, uh, I remember... uh, is, is a spiritual DNA uh, about about our identity, and you know that there are scientists that have discovered how to manipulate DNA. You think about that. What God has set out already, God, that, that's God's that's God's thumbprint. That's God's signature DNA. What God has already set in motion from eternity past, man is trying to to manipulate. He's trying to alter that. Guess what the enemy is doing. Guess what he has done? He has he has manipulated our spiritual DNA to make us think and believe that oh this is what I was called for. Me and Ronnie, who um, we still we still um, we still get together from time to time, not every week but almost every week. 
um, you know, we, we talk about that, and, and what we, what we, we kind of, we, we don't have the same um, testimony, but it, 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 has a, it has a core of, of uh, the devil placing in us what our calling is to be. He said he remembers when he got to prison and when he joined the prison gang that the devil told him, this is your destiny. This is what I've called you to do. And uh, I had, um, you know, before, before I went to uh, jail this last time, I, 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 began, I was doing tattoos, and I'll never forget that, that God, uh, God, it wasn't God, <laughs> it was uh, God, little g, uh, Satan had put in my, uh, in my spirit that my calling in life was to mark up as many people as I could, meaning that I was to tattoo as many people as I could, that that was my calling. You know, and I, I was like, okay, oh, that sounds good. Okay, so let me, and I ran with that, you know, and, and um, but that wasn't God's calling for me. See, the, the, the manipulation of, of our spiritual DNA, the devil will try to manipulate that DNA, and rather than this is your calling to mark the, the souls of men and women, the, en- the enemy will take that and say, you are to mark the flesh of, of men and women. And so I, I, I took that, and, and, and it, it, it didn't last very long. But uh, and so you know, me and him, we have what, what the enemy meant to destroy us is, is what what God actually used, not only to to save, restore, but uh, you, you know what we? <laughs> it's a crazy thing. You know what? You know me, Ronnie, and, and countless other Christians. You know what we learned in prison? In prison, is to is to to be open and honest with your brothers in Christ. To tell them what's really on your heart. You know what the you know what the, the the unwritten prison code is? Mind your own business and don't talk to anybody. And you definitely don't tell them what you're feeling or or, or what you're in there for or, or when you're getting out. Or you just you just don't. You have no friends. There are no friends in there. Trust no one. That's 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 the the enemy's uh, what what the enemy would have you do. And so what the enemy meant to isolate me to to prepare me for. I, and and I honestly believe that. When the enemy told me that my destiny was to mark as many people as I could, he was getting me—he was getting me ready to take me out. I have no doubt that he was preparing me for my life to end, because his sole aim is to steal, kill, and destroy. And and when when you have, whether you have literally given your life over to the devil, or whether you just are an enemy of God because you have not made him your lord that I lost my train of thought but what i had did i, I gave my life to, to the to the devil i i'd given my life his aim for me was to steal kill and destroy and if he could not steal kill and destroy me you know what you, you know what he does he he turns on you to have you steal kill and destroy and uh Anyways, so we need we need to know that our identity in Christ, and and if you're unsure about that, you need to get the teachings of Al Houghton on Ephesians one. I am holy. I am I am blameless. I am I'm I am all these things. You know, we can we can teach that. We can preach that. We can do Bible studies with that. We can encourage others. That God has made us holy, that God has made us without shame. But when it comes to me, I can't let go of this. Oh, uh, I believe that to a certain point. Or I believe that because I've had victory for a long time. Boom, I've fallen. Okay, oh, God, I'm, I'm like, 
what we need we need to not only grasp that we need to believe that and we need to confess that over and over and over and over and not 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 for any other reason but because God has said that that we are holy that we are blameless and you and and if you if you know Al's teaching what why why does he tell us all that because the church is meant to show God's power on this earth that is the purpose of the church it's, it's, uh, the word says that he's looking for someone that he can show himself, show himself uh, strong on behalf of. So God is wanting for his power to be shown through us. That is why it's so important that we teach our children because, as, as James Dobson has said, the one thing that you better be sure of on, with your children is that you lead them to Jesus Christ. We can lead them there, but they're going to come to a place when they have to make a decision, okay, that's been my dad and mom's God. I don't know if I, and, and they're going to have to come to that. I don't know if I want him to be my God or I think I want him to be my God. And, you know, I, I've heard of, of, of uh, uh, Shannon was telling me about a, a friend of hers that their, one of their daughters kind of went off. And, and, and that's nothing to rejoice in, but what's, what's going on there is she's at that place that, okay, I have to make a decision now. Is this going to be my God or, you know, we, they can't live on the faith of their parents for the rest of their lives. So our identity, that is, that is uh, we, we need to know, we need to believe what God's word says of, of us. And so, and, and we need to believe what God's word says of us above anything and anyone else, period, over, over anyone, over anything what God says, you know, to sum up everything, you know, God loves me. God knows me. God forgives me. God saves me. And God sees me through the blood of Jesus. And that is how we can say we are holy. We are blameless. We are without fault. We are, you know, as, as Saul, uh, uh, as David said, you know, and, and Paul, you know, that, that uh, you know, I can stand before you that I am, I'm in, you know, how, how can a person say that after he's been, you know, after it's known, you know, how can how can someone who's been through this kind of lifestyle say, I, I, you know, I, my hands are clean, you know, I, I, there is no fault in me, only through the blood of Jesus, only by knowing what God has done for us. You can be secure in the fact that God loves you and he longs for you to love him. It's a choice. You must choose to love God. You know what we learned through the, the study of uh, uh, the Song of Solomon. What, what the biggest revelation to me was actually an answer to the que- a, a question that most people will, will say about, uh, <clears throat> they'll ask, if God is a loving God, why does he allow so much destruction in the world? That's a common question to, from atheists or, or, or agnostics to, to Christians. They will always ask that. And um, <clears throat> what God showed me through that study, that... Uh, the greatest act of compassion or love or whatever, you know, something good, is, is because of God's love. I could, I could just, the greatest act of, of, of mercy to, to, to my sister, to my brother, I could show, and it's because of God's love. But you know, the most atrocious act upon another person, you know why I'm allowed to do that? Because of God's love. That was a revelation that hit me that I just like, 
How can that be, Lord? How can your love allow that? Because he doesn't want robots. He, if he wants us to, to choose him of our free will, that means he has to allow the, us to choose the other way. He ha- it's, it's his love that does that. His love allows us to do that. And so what, that was a, to me that was a big revelation because that's a question you often hear. If God is so loving or if, if your God is a loving God, why is there so much suffering in the world? Because of his love. They, they won't get it. They will not get it because they, they cannot discern spiritual things. Identity. Who am I? Don't live your life always wondering who you are. Live your life by faith and by believing you are his. You are the apple of his eye. And, and uh, here's something I think uh, the kids are going to, they may not grasp, but uh, each one of you is, is God's favorite. Every one of you. I heard it said, they said, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on, on his refrigerator. I don't think he does have a refrigerator because nothing uh, uh, goes bad in heaven. <laughs> yeah, he has this tattooed on his head. And remember, peer pressure doesn't have to be a negative thing. <clears throat> As children of God, we can influence others to be Christ-like. We can pressure our peers or our friends to live for Jesus. You know, sip. Uh, and at the end, I put sip from the river of life. Security, identity, and peer pressure from the river of, of life. You know, um, this is this is uh, this is something that our, our children desperately need, but this is also something that, that we need. We 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 need this because otherwise, <clears throat> what we think is training up our children in the way they should go is really not. We're we're just what we're doing. We're just allowing them to to perpetuate the wrong that we've been doing, you know, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, so, something that God showed me and I'm, I'm a living proof of it is that what, what a parent allows in their children, they have no control over how far they will take it. Think about that. I was allowed to drink alcohol, but my parents had no control over how far it would take me. Let me tell you, it, it took me far. And so, we need to be careful, not that it's a sin, but what I've learned is we are our children's heroes, period. Whether they have a good relationship with their parent or not. My nephew, uh, my little brother's son, who, uh, whose, whose mama gave him up almost from birth, so my, 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 my brother raised him, would defend his mama as he got older and was told, oh, your mama this, whatever, your mama that. He would defend her, not knowing who she was, N- knowing that she obviously, for whatever reasons, didn't want him. But he still would defend her. Why, why is that? Because our parents are our heroes. Children will look up to their parents, and they will want to be like them. So if we're doing things casually, you 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 are you have you have made a boundary. You have made uh, what we allow, what we, uh, boundaries are what we allow and what we create. So sometimes we might not say, you can't do this, but by allowing it, we have created the boundary for them that this is okay. This is okay. And, and one, of the, one of the, I was sharing with Shanna that uh, <clears throat> I'll never forget one of the, 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 uh, the sermons that I heard. I can't tell you everything he said, but the title of that sermon has stayed with me to this day. And the title of that sermon was, That Which Is Not Sin, But Which Can Easily Become Sin. 
And that has stayed with me for many years because he basically said, okay, that which is not sin but which can easily become sin. And I want to take it further that that which is not sin to us may, become, may be easily become sin to your children. So th- we, we need to really think about that. What are we teaching our children? What are we showing them is, is okay? What are we, what are we, what are we uh, allowing for, to, to take place in our, in our home? We need to be careful because... Those are the boundaries that we are either creating, no, you can't do this, or that we allow. He's doing this, but I'm not going to say anything. So they, they've learned that what you allow, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, okay. So we need you guys to pray because uh, kiddos grow up so fast, and, and uh, they need this. They need to get this in them. They need it. You know, uh, the Bible's pretty adamant about how the, the, in, the, in the Old Testament, how they're supposed to keep God's word. You know, the, what the Israelites did, they did it literally. And so, you know, they got the little box with the scriptures. <laughs> that's not what God meant. <laughs> but that's what they did, you know. And so we need to do that spiritually. We need, we need to, they, they, need, they need God's word. They need, they, need the, they need God to be their safe place. Our homes definitely need to be a safe place, but just like this little note that was left to me, I, you, I, I, couldn't, I can't teach them that. I can't sit down and say, hey, what we're going to do this week, we're going to learn to write notes because people love to get notes. No, you model that, and they do it, and, and it's, little th- it's little times like that that you know, you know what, I think, I think some of this is getting through, so I just need to continue on and... and, and uh, Keep keep doing what I'm doing. So um, we definitely need your prayers. Uh, last year was my first time at camp, and um, I'm, I, I got I got I'm, I'm stuck on it. It was it was just I had so much fun. <laughs> I don't know about the kids, but I, no. But uh, it, it was uh, it was really good. It was really good, and we got an extra day this year. So uh, <clears throat> I'm really excited for what for what God's gonna do that uh, <clears throat> that we can. Uh, to know that we can be a part of, of, of laying some, some foundation to them. You know, that, that's, a, that's an honor and that's a privilege. Uh, and as parents, we all have that. We all have that. So um, keep us in prayer and remember that, um, you know, we, we, are, we, we need what we need to teach them. We need it, you know. Because uh, uh, to teach something without practicing, you know what, you know what, what, what you're showing you're, 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 you're showing hypocrisy is what you're showing when you teach something that you don't practice. And, and we don't want to do that. We want to teach our children what we do, what we believe, and what we know. So uh, I'm going to pray for you guys, and then we can, we can get out of here. Lord, we thank you that uh, you are holy, that there is no one like you, there is none beside you, and that we can build our life upon you, Lord, the solid rock, a foundation of love. Lord, as we... Um, close out this day and uh, as we begin a, a new week just help us to keep you lord in the secret place of, of our heart and that um everything we say everything we do lord literally is for you i love that song that says every heartbeat for your glory lord let us live that way lord that every heartbeat we are conscious of you and that the reason that our heart's beating is because you are, you are doing it, Lord. God, uh, we, we can explain 
how the body pumps blood throughout our body. We can explain how every organ of our bodies work and how that keeps us alive. And if our heart stops, how that makes us die. But we can't explain what makes the heart pump. You are the one that does that, Lord. You are the giver of life. And, Father, we just thank you so much. As we go about this week, Father, in our lives, Father, teach us what true security in you is. Teach us our identity in you, Lord, and and, uh, help us to have a positive impact upon others and let peer pressure be a positive thing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.